Hey everybody, welcome to Johnny Bean TV. It is July 15th, 2022. It's 8.07 p.m. Eastern, 5.07 Pacific out here in Santa Cruz, California. And I would just like, just like to say thank you to everybody that tunes into these shows. You guys are the greatest and look forward to much, much more. All right, exclusively Van Halen starts now. Hey! This is Michael Anthony right here, and you are watching exclusively Van Halen on the Johnny Bean TV. Keep it there. Woo! Hey. Hey, man. What is going on? Welcome, hey, everybody, exclusively Van Halen. Welcome, Michael Christopher, to the show. Back to the show. Great to be back. Yeah. Yeah. I was only here 10, 10 months ago when the book first came out. That's unbelievable. That that's un 10 months? 10 months. That's, that's, that's wild. Look at, wow. look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Amazing, amazing book. Amazing. Amazing. And we're gonna we're gonna catch up with Michael Christopher. We're gonna talk again about the book and the update that is uh that is out there. And all things Van Halen you guys want to talk about in the chat. Feel free to uh to leave some some questions and comments. But first, let's say hello. Let, let's see how, how this works. Let's see if I do this and then do that there we go the top tier of channel members are the executive producers and they are stephen franklin michael smith music therapy laz false flag vinyl freak 5150 majestic pb and j cat fabulous disaster sherman callahan thomas santiago john moronic r habs michael b david allen wright paul martin woods and warlag that's the top tier of channel members here on Johnny Bean TV. If you'd like to become a channel member, click that join button right below the 12 thumbs ups. Thank you so much. And uh, let's see. I normally we got like new new technology going on tonight, so it's it's a uh, it's very it's very awesome. Thank you, channel members. And hey, if you'd like to help support the channel, support these shows, any super chats will change the color of the lights in the guitar moir, which uh, which is right behind me, right, uh, right, right, right there. Should be right about here. <laughs> See, this, this is where I talk. There we go. Oh, it's on loop. There we, there we go. Okay. All right. So there we go. Okay, channel members. Where where are we? Okay, there we go. I'm just going to show the old card. <laughs> it's just easier. <laughs> Although that was cooler. I like that. That was way that was way cool. Let's let's show that again. There we go. Super chat. Support the show. It's not free doing this stuff. I wish it was, but it's it's not. Uh, but any super chats will change the color of my lights in the guitar moir, as a lot of you guys know. 
which is about there we, there we go that was nice that was nice so we got guitars if you'd like to help support the channel support these shows uh you can you can you can change the color of the lights you can become a channel member and let's say if you're watching on facebook johnny bean tv facebook page you can actually help with uh with facebook stars which uh i guess we don't have the video for that yet where, where uh there we go michael this is my first show ever <laughs> i can tell yeah this is good i'm <laughs> glad to help you out if you need any assistance just oh go. thank you man thank yeah i've never i've never done this before <laughs> <laughs> it's only been seven years <laughs> and you mentioned when people can turn on the when they can mess with the lights can they do that live the lights yes. are behind you yeah yeah that's pretty yeah. cool live totally let's see that again because that, that is a real i i like that i like that look at that yeah that that's awesome yeah so I hey think. if you'd like to help support the channel support these shows because again it's not free doing this stuff right. it used to be and the, the quality of these shows used to be awful as you can tell now it's much better i i, I mean, feel like i'm on some show that's got 100 people behind the scenes running it <laughs> it's unbelievable yeah it's this is great yeah yeah, it's this. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of very small people inside of that mouse control. <laughs> yeah, there we go. If you guys always wondered how I run the show, this this is how I do it, right there. So uh, anyway, there you got you guys know you guys know the uh, the uh, introductions. But uh, anyway, speaking of introductions, Michael Christopher, again, awesome, awesome to have you back. And you. your book, your book, which is on the card right about uh, there, dude. So what's what's the uh, what's the big news? Well, the big news is now we've got the the audio book of, of Van Halen: The Eruption and the Aftershock. And what's even bigger news? Well, it could be bad news according to what you, what your preferences are. I actually do the audio book. Um, the, the publisher was kind enough to let me do the reading of it. And I was extremely excited about that because I feel like if they just brought some guy in who knows nothing about the band, they, you, you have to get really in depth when you're talking about Van Halen and you have to, you have to kind of feel it. You can't just read it and say, Oh, okay, this is what's happening now. They got some new mm -hmm. guy in and now that new guy's out and then they got this other guy in. You have to have the passion behind it when you're talking about Van Halen and I think anybody that's watching this has it, and and they'll, they'll appreciate it too. Whether they like it, that that's another thing. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a good thing that having the audiobook out there. Oh, dude, that's I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for one thing, because well, one of the reasons is because I drive a lot. Yeah, I you know on Mon Mondays I I literally drive two hours each way and back or or whatever, and then hours on top of that so so any kind of you know audiobook you know to, to this is is amazing and I'm, yeah it's I'm amazing how many excited. people get their get their reading done that way just driving in the car some people do they listen to their audiobooks at the gym they listen to it while they're running uh -huh. um, it's wild yeah i i kind of threw myself into the the audiobook world and got a crash course in it and it's uh it's amazing how popular it is, but especially when you're sitting in traffic in the morning, you have nothing else going on. You don't want to listen to the news because that's usually all bad. Pop something else in that you can enjoy. And 
You can listen to my yeah. voice during your, your morning commute. There you go. There you go. That that sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That that's 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 great. Um, hey, really quickly here, let's let's say hello. We we have we have some people watching this. We got Sharon Wild Dollar over on Facebook. Look at that, giving us gold medals. Uh, we got Mega Todd seven oh seven. Oh yeah, there you go. Audio free, hands free. There you go. Yeah, hands free. There you go. Leonard Rodriguez is is here. Uh, let's see, Rock Daddy. Good to see you, man. Robot Master Switch is here. Janice Lala, Stephen Franklin, Facebook user, Guitar Man Forty Five, Thomas Santiago, Cemetery, and uh, let's see, and me. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Oh, and Alan, you have you have to know Alan Garber, right? Of course, yeah. You, yeah. you know him. I do know Alan. There he is. He's watching. All he's right. watching, and I'm sure he's very. Ex- I'm sure he's read the book twenty times already. But I'm sure he's very excited about the audiobook as well. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think that uh, people that have even if you've read the book, you're going to like the audiobook because I, I it's it's just you feel more of the uh, the excitement that I felt writing the book come out in the audiobook. It's 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 pretty wild. Hmm. Uh, doing all the voices of everybody. Um, yeah, it's oh really? You've got a lot of quotes in there. That's the thing. So I going into it, I thought, do I just read it in a monotone the whole book, or do I, you know, and Eddie said, or do I try and not mimic, but mimic the, the way these people talk, the way that Noel Monk talks, the way that Eddie Van Halen talks, and it, it was uh, for better or worse, <laughs> I was able to do it. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Oh, this is this is exciting. So so it's like it's like theater. It kind of was, yeah. I mean, it. I, there were parts where I'd be talking like Dave, and afterwards I'd be like, boy, I really got to get some honey in my throat. This was a, a little rough sitting there trying to do a little Dave, you know. <laughs> you know? Oh, but, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, oh, uh, man. It's pretty wild. Um, and it, it was, I've got to say, it, it was quite the experience just sitting there reading your own words and then, you, you kind of pick up on your tone of what you wrote, which thankfully wasn't, you know, it, I didn't get any shock going, oh my God, this sucks. But um, it, it was weird with, you, you think that since you wrote it, you're going to know, you're just going to breeze through it. I'm like, oh, I'll be done this book in a day or two. You know, right. a month and a half later, I'm still on, you know, chapter 12. And uh, it's, it's <laughs> it, it was, you, you really, you really get a sense of, of, of how deep you go into into a project like writing a book on a band like Van Halen when you, you start to read every nook and cranny out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's cool. It, it was a, a really fun thing to do. And I'm, I'm again, I'm so excited to do it. Somebody messaged in the comments that that uh, that Greg Renoff didn't do his audio book, that he had a narrator doing it. It wasn't that great. Um, I would have loved to have heard Greg do his audio book. And um, I don't know if there's one for the Ted Templeman one or not, but it, it would be great to hear him do it because he's, I mean, I think he's got a, a great speaking voice. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Ah, he's great. He's been here uh, several times over the years. Yeah. We've had him here for, for, for both books. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Uh, 
Yeah, that yeah, that that uh I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited to hear you doing the voices. I mean, this this sounds this 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 is like I said theater. So it it's like uh well, like I know I mean this isn't and here we go. go I I was just telling you about going off topic and I'm about to go <laughs> off topic for a second. Although not really. You ever heard the Star Wars um audio drama? Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's you got all about the, that? the the sound and all oh, the sounds. Yeah. It was something that was played on 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 NPR back back in '81, and Mark Hamill was there. Anthony Daniels was there. Uh, I think they were the only two. But they 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 did an audio version of Star Wars, and it went way deep into into like into the film and like scenes you never even saw that they were that they were talking about. Uh, but it, it really it really opened up the the story. And I know, you know, this isn't Star Wars, but it's a story. Right, right. So, and so with a lot of characters in it as well. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's obviously not as many characters as Star Wars, or maybe it is. I mean, there's, there's quite a few people that come in and out of the, the Van Halen story, um, mm-hmm. make their appearances, try to strike down the band. And, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's uh, I think when you have a character-driven story, it's much more interesting. Um, mm-hmm. and, and to get into those characters and, the, and if I can at least get a little bit of their personality uh, translated into that audiobook, um, yeah, it's it, it it's really cool to when when you have it again. You, it's not in a monotone, and when you have right. something as yeah. grand as the Star mm-hmm. Wars story, you can't do that in a monotone. And I I love the way that they did that. And of course, having people like Anthony Daniels in it was was incredible. Um, you know, I wasn't able to get uh, Dave to read his parts, so I had to improvise the best I could. <laughs> <laughs> wow! But yeah, it was it was fun nonetheless. And uh, wow. oh, uh, this guy Jack had a thirteen hour flight to Istanbul. Listen to the audiobook already during the flight. Nice. Oh right. no way! Yeah. Hey Jack, welcome to the show. Cool. Thirteen hour flight. Oh my gosh! I can't even. I, I, I hate flying 45 minutes to L.A. I can't even imagine flying 13 hours. Um, but, uh, well, that's cool. Yeah, you've run out of things to do on a flight that long. You know? So you yeah, you, you sleep, you eat, you listen to Van Halen. Um, the voice for Megatod, do I, did I do the voice for Valerie? Um, I, I, I kind of did a little bit. Yeah, and I, I did one for Sass Jordan, who was, if if you know the story behind her, Sass Jordan was kind of talking about maybe maybe not being in the band when the the whole Gary before Gary came in, and mm-hmm. uh, that's when I real I remember hitting a brick wall doing the audiobook like, uh oh, we've got female voices now. This is going to be. A- <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I I don't really think I did a, a female voice. I just think I I lightened my timber a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that, that was uh, that was weird. I thought I thought Tony Iommi was going to be my hardest one to do, and then all of a sudden I've got Valerie, I've got Sass Jordan. I'm like, oh God, how am I going to do this? What have I got myself into? Wow. So how long did it take you to 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 record it? Let's see. I started it early last summer um in june and then of course because it's life and it happens 
I got really sick in the middle at the beginning of July, completely lost my voice for almost two weeks. So mm. I had to basically put the project on standstill. Um, but I finished it up in late August, early September. Um, yeah, so it, I, I'd say it took about three months total. Um, if I take out that that two weeks, you know, maybe maybe it took about ten weeks total. But um, yeah, it's pretty in, intensive when you do something like that. Um, you, know, you, you come in one day, you might be feeling real hyped up. You're you're good to go. Another day, you're feeling lethargic. But you have that to have that same level the whole through you can't be two up one chapter two down right. the next um it's, it's like record it's probably like recording tracks like for a record too because yeah. it has to be consistent right yeah you can tell right. if you if you recorded something and one day you're all nasally another day you're not um yeah it was it was a lot of tea a lot of uh a lot of hydration um a lot of green apples i i read from some other guys that have done audiobooks that green apples are apparently really good for your the the crispness of your voice not just the crispness of the apple mm. um but yeah it's uh it's it's a lot like doing tracks i'm i'm sure yeah and so where did did you record it there yeah i had, a, I had a makeshift studio near where i live um yeah it was just a a, a friend of mine's place that that i was able to kind of go in after hours and and just um you know, sneak in at night, had the key and, and would just basically do overnights there. And then, uh, you know, be out by dawn and, and that was it. But yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's, okay. that's another thing is you, you start to hear every little thing in the room and depending on the microphones. And I had, had um, I had a, a professional microphone for, for, um, just a, a radio show I used to do in the past. I don't know what type you use, but I was using a road. Um, and yeah, it was, it was wild. It was cool to be in there and, the, and getting it all done with all the professional uh, mic work and all that stuff. So it's good. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. this this is a uh, uh, sure. Uh, I think it's called an S S S M B or something. Mm, yeah. What mic? What mic is this? <laughs> I don't, yeah, something like. Or actually, who's in the chat? Somebody in the chat knows because they they told me before what it was. I think it's called an S M B something or other. But yeah, it's a podcast podcast mic uh, are amazing. oh yeah, yeah yeah i used the i used this thing Th this was my mic for like literally for seven years of of doing oh, if, you guys i was joking this isn't my first show although the beginning seemed like it um no i've been doing these shows for like seven years and this this is the mic i used for most of that time oh, just wow. a, a beta sm58 beta green 58a yeah or whatever and then i'm like i'm like oh i gotta get more professional gotta get something better you know um but uh yeah and yeah speaking of like podcast mics this is a podcast as well so you guys can can listen to this on spotify stitcher iheart itunes wherever everywhere sm7b thank you symmetry thank you i, kn I knew i knew somebody knew Thank you, Laz. Thank you. Good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's see. So so let's say, okay, so so you go in, you're you're, um, you're recording the tracks. Mm -hmm. And like like we're saying, you, you gotta stay consistent. So do you do you when you go in like the next night, do you listen back to like what you did the previous day and try to pick up where you left off? Yeah. In fact, what I the 
the pattern I got into was I would record one night, maybe try and knock out two chapters if I was feeling really ambitious, and then do the editing the next night I would go in. And then when I would do the editing, I'm hearing you're hearing everything you did the night before. So it just it, mm -hmm. it acclimates me to what I was doing previously. And if I had taken a couple days off, you really want to know what you sounded like. Um, mm -hmm. And editing itself is just an, a nightmare. I mean, you're just going in there. So because so many times you're reading and then the middle of the sentence, you screw up. You don't stop and start over again. You just have to say, all right, I screwed that one up and just keep moving on. So it's a lot of just cutting out all the, the, the dead weight. But once you hear that, you, you know what your voice has to be that particular night. And you're doing the editing yourself too? Oh yeah, I wanted to do the editing myself as well. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So that just yeah. doubles the work. Well, that's what took so long. I mean, the editing is where where it is. I mean, it's even when I do writing, it's the editing that, that takes the most up. I mean, I, that's mainly what I do is in in my life is write and I find myself editing more than I write. Um but yeah, doing the editing was hard cuz audio editing can be can be quite a beast. Um, I mean, I mm -hmm. would spend i I'd spend way more hours on one chapter than I would on on like editing it than I would recording it because you just have to right. cut so much stuff and you, you don't stop. So it's it's a chapter that ends up being uh, twenty minutes long when you hear it when you you purchase the audiobook, but it was whittled down from an hour and fifteen because they just read it straight through and with all the mistakes, warts and all, and then just cut all the warts out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that editing was definitely the the hardest part. And then doing punch-ins, that was, I, I tried not to do them because you can never get it just as perfect. So right. it, yeah, I had to be really consistent with that as well. Uh, it was, it was a lot to learn. It was, it was a lot of learning on the job. <laughs> oh man. And you read every word every single in the book. Word. Yeah, Cause we're talking about editing, but that, in, that, let me, let me guess what that, that, that probably includes like, like, like how, how can I like, you know, like, like, let's say a song, you, a song you hear on the radio these days mm -hmm. or within the past, like maybe 20, 30 years, 10 times out of 10, that's not originally what they sang. That's a, that's a compilation of syllables and words that were pieced together by the, by the producer of that song. Mm hmm. You know, I don't know if I, if I told you this. I I like to I like to drop this name every show. I used to live with this guy named Desmond Child. Oh was, my god! Yeah. You know who he, songwriter? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was brought yeah. into the whole Van Halen story at one point. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he told me. He told me himself about wow. about all that. Uh, but anyway, I used to live with him, and and because uh, he was he was my, he was managing me. He was he was producing. Uh, we were just doing music. And, and, uh, I would watch him, I would watch him work. I mean, he didn't physically, you know, he wasn't physically at the board, but there, but during takes, he'd be back, you know, sitting like, let's say on the couch in the studio and, and he'd be listening back to the tracks or let's say the vocals of the songs. And he would say, okay, I want, you know, let's say the word is, uh, Johnny Bean, you know, that's the, the word or whatever he, he's like, I want the jaw from, from that take the the knee from this take and it was like it was totally placed together but when you have an engineer you know producer when they they got the skills yeah it's seamless right and and some of that you can kind of hide when there's music around but yeah. my what i'm trying to get to is when you were editing 
reading the book, did you take any syllables from any words, piece them together or go back and, and you know what I mean? Like yeah, how heavy, couple, he heavy were you into with the editing? A, a couple times I had to do that. And it was very, it was, it wasn't that often because I'm not an engineer and I couldn't do stuff so seamlessly. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I remember there were a couple times where it was certain, it, it was more with sentences, full sentences or paragraphs that I'd have to kind of cut together than it was a word. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it was, it was a bit of a nightmare because you're, as you speak in a sentence and you go to a next sentence, you, there's sometimes not a lot of, you don't hit period and then move on. You just keep going. So to where you're going to make the cut in the audio is a really hard place to find to then fit it in with the other piece of audio that's better, that's better in the back half, but in the front half, you have the audio that's better from the, the previous one. And you're trying to put these two tracks together and you just have to find where the best split is. Um, and I would spend, I'd sit there and spend an hour on one paragraph and I'd be, what am I doing? And I end up <laughs> doing the whole paragraph over again or so, even though it was from two nights before. Um, but yeah, that was, I, I would try not to do that as much as possible. Um, if I had a great engineer work that was working with me, I wouldn't care about it, but yeah. Yeah, there was, mm -hmm. there was a bit of that, but I tried not to get too wrapped up in it because at the heart of it, I, I really am, I don't know if I'm a perfectionist or if I just have really bad OCD, but I, I just need it to be a certain way. And if it doesn't sound right, I can't move on from it. So. Right. Right. And it's probably it pretty. Cool the book. I mean, I, it, the, the book was, if you remember from, from when we talked before, the book had come together really quickly. Um, the publisher wanted it sooner than later. And I, I brought it up to them right after, after Eddie had passed away. Um, I mean, the, the, the whole impetus for the book was, you know, I wanted to tell the story of Anne Halen now that it had an end point. And it, as sad as that is, it, it, you know, it was true. We're never going to see them in concert again with Eddie Van Halen. We're never going to get to look forward mm -hmm. to a brand new studio album. And, and a, when you're writing books about bands, it's it's rare that you have that option of a band that's still relevant like Van Halen was at the at the time and you know either it's a complete retrospective or you know you pick any band that hasn't been active for for decades um, then it's a it's an unfinished story in progress maybe they could get back together maybe they won't um, and I've been working on and off with on the book itself for a couple of years you know a chapter here a sketch of something there mm -hmm. uh, Whenever I'd interview a musician, uh, a comedian, an actor, just for my articles that had nothing to do with Van Halen, I'd always ask about Van Halen um, just to lighten the mood. You know, they don't want to talk about the, the same thing they've been talking about in every other interview that they did. So I'd bring up Van Halen was kind of the thing I'd talk about. And nine out of ten times, they were excited to talk about it because it was something out of the norm. It was something that they were into. Um, and everybody has an opinion, whether it's something as, as, as basic as the Sammy and Dave or, or something a little bit deeper. Um, so I'd file that away thinking I'd use it at some point. And after Eddie passed, the, the news cycle at some point moved on and I couldn't write about it anymore. None of my editors wanted to hear more Van Halen stories, more Eddie, Eddie stories. And I, I went to my publisher and I said, look, I brought up that book about Van Halen before and now it's time and they said okay could you have a manuscript in something obscene like a month and i said no i could i can't do that um and mm -hmm. i did six months to put it all together and, 
Um, I mean, that was still really quickly, but it was so much of it had been written and sketched out. It was just a matter of putting, it was assembling a lot of pieces together from, from over the years and in reading the book back, um, not just doing any editing of here, here and there in a chapter that my editor for the book was, was presenting to me and saying, Hey, can you fix this? Can you reword that? What do you think if we change this? This was now me reading the finished product. And it was really cool to be in that, in that position to read it over again, because a lot of times when I finish something, especially a really exhaustive project that's taken forever to do, the last thing I want to do is look at it again. I don't want to read it again. I don't want to even be in the same room as it. But with the Van Halen book, I'm like, all right, how's this going to sound if I transition it into an audiobook? I hope it reads well. And, and is a lot going to have to be changed when I go into the audiobook? And some things did have to change slightly just for to make them more conversational as, as you're speaking them. And, and it doesn't sound as um, maybe wooden which I, I don't think my writing is, I mean, I'm not going to be immodest, but it, my writing I don't think is wooden to begin with. But there were some things where it just sounds better when you're making it a little bit more conversational. Uh, but yeah, it's, it was really interesting to go back and read the book from front to back after it had already been published and and put it in this audiobook format. It was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then let's say, so after you um, after you finished with the recording and the editing and got it to where you were happy with it. Did you listen to it a, a few times? Like, like go for a ride and listen to it. I did. Car? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I wanted to see how, how each chapter sounded. And I tried to get, um, that was near the, near the end. I was like, you know what? I'm going to want to listen to all this over and, and, and listen to it, not piecemeal, but almost in one full stretch because we talked before about having that, that, you know, across the whole, the whole book you want it to sound symmetrical at least mm -hmm. where i'm not oh my too nasally on this day and not when i had the cold that week did it really come through but it I, I think it came across pretty well so i did get to sit and listen to it um i i thought it was mortifying reading my own words after um after the book had been published but to to listen to yourself drone on about van halen for for eight hours uh, you get really self-conscious about that, though. I mean, everybody tends to hate the sound of their own voice when they hear it played back. I mean, try hearing it played back after you know for eight hours and doing all these crazy characters, and I just laugh at it now. I mean, it's I, I can't hate it too much. And if people are going to hate it, then that's great. If they're going to love it, that's even better. But it's it was fun to do. It was fun to do and fun to listen to. At a certain point, I had to just start laughing at myself like am i really doing valerie bertinelli's voice right now yeah i guess i am <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's great and yeah i i think people i think i think they're gonna i think they're gonna dig it i, I think yeah, it's gonna if, be if people aren't i i know that there's so many new listeners on and, and viewers on 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 exclusively van halen i mean if, mm -hmm. if you're wondering about the book itself and i encourage you to pick up the book um what what I think makes it, it different about the other, so many books came out around the year anniversary of, of Eddie's passing. And yeah. it seemed like most of them, if not all of them were, were about Eddie and they're, I have every single one of them because I'm a, obviously a massive Van Halen fan and, and I mm -hmm. love all those books. They all have something really exciting to, to, to dig into, but 
the difference with this book is it's not about Eddie. It's not about any one period. It's not about the Dave era, the same era. It's the story of Van Halen, the band. And it, it crystallizes both primary eras of the group. I mean, right off the bat, it lets you know that it's going to be all encompassing. Um, but if you, you know, if you want to get into the, the intricacies of the equipment and find out all about the, the Eddie Van Halen gear, the EVH gear, um, you know, Brad Talinsky and, and Chris's book, um, that that's an excellent resource for that. Um, yeah. But you know, this is a, the story of a Van Halen, the band, it's not just uh, a story, but it's a celebration too. um, from those who toured with them were influenced by them and, and are going to be fans for life. I mean, some of the people I got to talk to, uh, like, uh, Matt Sorum, who, who used to be in the cult and, uh, Guns N' Roses, he was mm-hmm. the trouble for them. Uh, Phil Anselmo from Pantera, uh, William Duvall from Alice in Chains, um, Adam Carolla, comedian extraordinaire, John Taffer mm-hmm. from Bar Rescue. All these fan, people that you're like, that that's a fan of Van Halen? I mean, just being able to talk to these people about what Van Halen meant to them and hear them get really excited about it, that was that was more of the joy for me than, than writing the book, to be able to sit there and geek out with... Um, somebody like Michael Sweet from Striper, who just has all these crazy stories about discovering Van Halen when he was a little kid and going off for an hour about that. It's, it, it was so, so exciting to, to hear them geek out just like we would on Van Halen. And yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so do you do their voices in the book? I do, yeah. Yeah, I would do their voices. See, Even though I recorded their interviews, um, it, it 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 would probably be too much of a hassle to use their their interview. But to get the quality of that up to speed with the quality of how it was being recorded in the studio, it would have never worked. So yeah, I had to do all all their voices as well. Which it's just a little bit. It's a lot of it's just a little bit of a different differentiation. I mean, I'm not trying to 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 talk exactly like. Um, um, Phil Anselmo or well actually I did try to talk like Phil because he's got a really distinctive New Orleans drawl Um, Ah. but but somebody like Michael Sweet just has that sort of Southern California but then he moved to the East Coast so I just you know made his voice a little bit different from the what the text was Um, some people I did have a little bit of fun with Um, I don't know if you've ever heard Noel Monk speak the former manager of Van Halen but he's got a a really Mm. high-pitched uh, it's it's a really interesting voice that he's got. Um, I, I recommend anyone check out his any interviews he's done. He's got this real high pitched, almost grating voice. Um, and I I'd interviewed him and used some of his quotes. So, yeah, it was it. it I, I got deep on some of those voices. <laughs> Man, so it, it it is theater. I mean, how many, what you, you did like what, 20 different voices or something? Yeah, or probably 20, 25 voices. Yeah, I mean, wow. think about all the, there's not only all the people that were in the Van Halen story, but then all the people that I interviewed for the book. Um, yeah. and, and some people there were, I mean, there's, there's exclusive content from all the people that I just mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. There's exclusive content from Michael Anthony and from Sammy and Gary that had never been. Um, published elsewhere. There are interviews that I had done with them that I was sitting on. So that's three more people that are tacking on to all the names that I, I mentioned before that. And other people where I, you know, if I wanted to quote a certain thing that Valerie said in an interview or something in one of her books, 
um, I, I do that voice. So think about all the people that were in and out of the story of Van Halen and then some people that I just interviewed um, randomly to get in the book. So, yeah, I guess it would be it, it, saying it's like theater is it's pretty spot on. I mean, it, doing all the, all the different voices, it's uh, it, it was. Oh, it is. It it it, to it totally is. I mean, it's yeah. it's Van Halen theater, and that that's what it, that's some of the stuff that we've been wanting for for years. And it aligns with with what Van Halen is. I mean, it is. This is not some. It, it, I, I can't think of any band that had more drama than Van Halen. And I, mm -hmm. I'm in a, a lot of other groups, whether it's on Facebook or just a, a forum online, you know, an ACDC group, a White Snake group, a Depeche Mode mm -hmm. book. That was, I did my Depeche Mode book. That was my one before Van Halen. I'm in a lot of their groups. And they all talk about this would make a great movie. Their story would make a great movie of, of their respective band. And I'm like, yeah. it really wouldn't. But what would make a great story and a great movie would be Van Halen because it's, it's a story like no other. There's so much drama. There's so much, whether real or imagined backstabbing, there's just everything you could ever want. Um, a redemption story. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's incredible what, what, what they have. And I, I think a lot of bands don't have that. Um, I've, I can't tell you how many biographies I've read where I think it's, it's a great story about either the person who, who was in a band, like if it's, um, I don't know, K.K. Downing's book from Judas Priest. But there's not a lot of drama in, in Judas Priest. Like, of course, they, they switched singers for a period, but there wasn't crazy drama where one singer's talking crap about another singer for 10 years, 15 years at a pop. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's it, Van Halen's a very, very unique band. And uh, yeah. You're, yeah, you're not. Uh, yeah, I, I can't believe my mom just wrote in. Hi, Michael. We're watching mom and dad. This is that's Aww. that's uh, that's uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, mom. Thanks, dad. Uh, it's <laughs> embarrassing. It's almost like the way I used to be dressed for school. But um, anyway, yeah, yeah it, it's 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 pretty uh, it's a pretty wild story, Van Halen. Um, and shout out to my mom, who was a huge David Lee Roth fan, too. Uh, oh, can yeah. I? Do you want me to show that? Do you want me to show them? Yeah, I mean, is she, that yeah. cool? Uh, Where are they? There they are. Oh, that's my mom. Yeah, there um, we are. And, uh, Welcome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, so, for her, for her it, is that how you got into Van Halen? No, I didn't. In fact, I probably made my mother hate Van Halen as much as they were played. Um, you played mostly Sammy stuff. No, 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 I think, I think she's, she's pretty, she's pretty burnt out on, on, on David Lee Roth, I think, um, because it's not just playing Van Halen, it's then talking about Van Halen, uh, it's, it's, it's then going into all the nuances, and she doesn't want to hear about that, she was, she was raised on the, on the Rolling Stones, and, and uh, Fleetwood Mac, and that, that was her music. Uh, oh, I'll talk I, about I drama. Yeah, oh, yeah, drama there yeah, as Fleetwood well. Mac. Now that's that's a band that could have a movie. A, a when are you going to make the audiobook on Fleetwood Mac? And oh, I, I can't wait to hear those voices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me doing the Stevie Nicks voice is going to be uh, that's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm really going to have to plan that one out. But uh, <laughs> wow, this the Stevie Nicks voice. But 
Yeah, you know, I, I got into Van Halen through an, an uncle of mine um, who was kind of close. Uh, he, he was uh, close enough in age that I would be able to get into the same sort of music that he was into. Whereas my mom was a little bit, you know, it's the generation before. And as much mm -hmm. as I love a band like the Stones or she's a huge Queen fan. And, and um, oh, I mean, cool. Fred, Freddie Mercury's actually, that's her top vocalist. Um, of all time and she she loves him like like I love David Lee Roth and it's um uh you know and I as much as I love those bands Van Halen was more current and my yeah. my uncle showed me uh Women and Children first and everybody wants some and I thought it was like the greatest thing I'd ever heard it was so primal with Dave's scream and and tribal with Alex's is drumming and then this this guitar sound that's just otherworldly. I mean, what the hell is this? Um, and then to go back and dig through the rest of his collection and to, to get in the Van Halen one, which is just like, it's it's like dropping an atom bomb on your your senses. Um, it, it's, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely, yeah, that's that's what it was. That's what You it needed was. this for the audiobook, man. I did, I did. <laughs> you know, all, all I've got, I've got my... Uh, I've got my my Rocky in my pocket. Um, oh no! Which yeah, it's. Yeah. Does that make an appearance? Nothing you owe yourself. That that doesn't make an appearance in the book, and I tried to sneak it in, but I couldn't find anywhere. <laughs> You're like, when did Van Halen go see Rocky? <laughs> yeah. You know, because I think they, they went and saw Star train. Wars. I well, think they went, probably went to Star Wars, you know. Well, they had enough fighting in the band that maybe they took some cues from the uh, the boxing scenes in the Rocky movies. I mean, <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was quite a bit of infighting there. So, uh, but mm -hmm. but yeah, once it was once I heard them for the first time, it just it 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 was I was done for. They became my band. They and you know seeing them on MTV, they yeah, it seemed so um, so different than everything else that was out there. Uh, I mean, you had bands like Duran Duran who were on boats out in, you know, Rio and have these crazy girls on their boats. But then you've got Van Halen just in this room for Jump with a, you know, a 600 hour video or however much it, it costs yeah. with who you believe. And it's they just looked like they were having such a good time. And Eddie was all smiles and it was. Um, it mm -hmm. was fun. It was so fun to be a Van Halen fan. And I mean, even mm -hmm. when, when, when it, you had shakeups in it, and that's, that's the, a generous word to, to give them. Um, it was still fun. It was, it was like watching your favorite sitcom or your favorite drama. I mean, my mom had these, she'd be watching dynasty in Dallas and wow. I'd be, I'd be following the Van Halen story. You know, it's, it had just as much drama and you know you never it, there were cliffhangers you know who was gonna sing next or you know what was were, gonna happen were, were you i mean i'm assuming you were there like see i i didn't get into van halen until 85 86 so by the time i was there they had already switched over really to, to hagar were you were you there yeah, I, I call during the tail, all that the, the tail end of of dave so eighty four was was my real live introduction to them mm -hmm. um, and you know 
news was delivered so differently back then. I mean, I remember reading about Dave being out in Circus Magazine, and it was like, what? Dave's out of this can't be right. And it wasn't like now where you can just, and you sound so old when you say something like that, but you couldn't just click and into a web browser thingy and search David no. Lee Roth, Van Halen, but you really had to wait, you know, and, and your, your regular yeah. newspapers weren't going to care about what was going on with Van Halen. You weren't going to pick up the New York times and find out the ongoing saga of Van Halen. You had to wait until circus came out the next month. And then it was, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, Sammy Hagar's in the band. Dave's going to do a solo thing. And it's your mind's blown. You're like, what? What is happening? Am I going to wait another month? And it's uh, it, it was wild at the time. And it was I remember being so bummed out about Dave not being in the band. And and then you hear something like um, uh, good enough or, or, or get up. And it was like, whoa, what is this? Um, it was yeah, here here in the Sammy era for the first time, and then hearing Dave's solo stuff for the first time, um, it almost felt like there's there's now enough for there's enough to go around. There's more to go around. You've got this great stuff that Eddie's doing with with Van Halen and his new singer, and then you've got Dave with this new cast of characters making these really fun, funny videos. And Van mm -hmm. Halen's not making any videos. You know, they didn't make any for Fifty One Fifty, other than the Dreams one, which didn't have them in it. But uh, yeah, it was it was weird seeing that unfold in real time, what real time was back then, which was just so slow. Um, but it was, mm -hmm. it was fun. It was fun back then. And it was it, just like it's fun now. It's fun re when some nugget drops about Van Halen. Um, you had the guy uh, who did the Rolling Stone story a couple weeks ago. And and then there was the insider that was on one of the other podcasts that, that talked about a lot of things. And it's more to debate. It's more to talk about. Um, and a lot of those bands from the past that that kind of finished, they were finished. There's no more, there's nothing more happening with Rush right now. I mean, there's when they ended, there wasn't there, there wasn't a lot to, to keep talking about. With Van Halen, there's always something to talk about. There's always something else going on. Right. And whether it's You've got the continuation with Wolfie, where a lot of fans have gone over and, and started listening to his music. Uh, you've mm -hmm. still got Sammy, who's going strong. And then, of course, you've got all these these wild stories that, that we didn't know. We didn't know what that, you know, for instance, Dave was was being courted to do the 2004 reunion before before Sammy. And if, if that's true, it makes so much more of what happened around that time make sense. Um I mean, I remember hearing in 2004, Van Halen was going to tour, but nobody knew who the singer was going to be. It just was Van Halen's going on tour this summer. They're booking venues. They're going to be playing uh, wherever they were going to be mm -hmm. playing, stadiums and sheds and, 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 and arenas. That's Yeah, that was when those, those two DJs in Iowa would call Eddie up and they would, they would yeah. talk to him and ask right. him questions. And he would, he would actually respond to them yeah. and say, oh, I'm recording. We're making new music. You got to wait. Wait and see what's going to happen. And they yep. were asking him those questions. Who's the right. singer going to be? Who's the yep. bass player going to be? Yep. You know? Yeah. And there were times when he would say, uh, he would say, look, you know, the, the, the I'm ready to play with anybody. Somebody come up here and sing with me. And I mean, because they, the, they had the number for, for 5150 Studios. They would mm -hmm. just call randomly. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's. It's something that you can always talk about with Van Halen. There's always something going on, um, even when they 
they don't exist as a band anymore, you, you still find things to talk about. And I think for years, we're going to be uncovering things that we didn't know about Van Halen that, that are going to surprise us. Oh, for definitely for the rest of our lifetimes. Yeah. Well, definitely. There'll be more and more and more stuff. Like, like you know, we're live in the exclusively Van Halen Facebook group right now, you know. And and uh, in there, it's all day long. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, a lot of it is recycled, you know, recycled right. stuff. But there's a lot, of, you know, people are in there posting like all day long photos, uh, quotes, um, so and one of the things always, I love about that group, there. one of the greatest things about that exclusively Van Halen group is there's people posting pictures on there that I've never seen before. And mm-hmm. that most people haven't seen. A lot of people that mm-hmm. join that group are posting from their personal collections. And, and these aren't just photos taken from uh, some crappy camera in the 80th row. I mean, these are some really good pictures of the band or or just candid shots. And it's it's some incredible things that you stumble across in that group that, I mean, I, I can fall down the rabbit hole in that band or in that group about the band for, for hours. There's so much that, that you'll discover. Um, and another thing with Van Halen is we, I don't think we've scratched the surface on, on the audio material that's going to be coming out in, in future years. Um, they, they weren't a band that put out a lot of greatest hits. They didn't put out a lot of live records. They didn't put out box sets or, or unreleased tracks. And they slowly started putting out some of the stuff from the Dave catalog with the remasters of the the the, the original six pack. Um, and then later right. this year, we're going to have the 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 uh, two LP vinyl box sets that are I think they come out. They, the first album comes out in the uh, fourth quarter of this year and they're mastered it at 45 RPM. And they're also coming out in the uh, the SACD format. That's going to be incredible to hear it in, in that in those formats. Right, right. I think. Well, what's the one? Something. Did, there is a box set that did come out already. Yeah, the box. I think it actually came out this month. Which it's like is, at Walmart because people yeah. are contacting me because I've got people all over the world, you know, that watch the stuff, and and I get messages all the time, and and I love it. Thank you guys are the best. Yeah. Um. But but they're telling me, oh, this is available now at Walmart. Can you go get pick me up one and right. I'll pay it back and, and ship it out or what? Like people like don't have access to them. So there yeah. is there is like a box set na- that is available now. Yeah, I think that, it, that I'm hearing. it came out. I, I would even venture to say it may have come out this week or last week, but it's basically a repackaging of the, the 180 gram vinyl remasters of the six pack. They put mm-hmm. them all into a box. And they all come with a backstage pass replica from that yeah. era. Yes. So every, every single record comes with a with the pass, um, and then it's it's in this black slip case that has the VH logo. I think it's in silver across it, and it's the old school VH logo, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's you can also buy all those records separately. Um, and I, I do see people complaining about it, saying, well, it's nothing new. And if you picked up the vinyl, like I already have all the Van Halen 180 gram vinyl, but I would love mm-hmm. to have those backstage pass replicas. Then you have to just go buy them all again or buy the box set. Um, and maybe they're they're testing the waters now with seeing how much the interest is out there if they put something out. I know they'll never get to the level of Kiss where they put out anything that, that they've, <laughs> they've recorded or any merchandising that they can. 
a uh, box set of a box set of a box uh, set yeah, of a box yeah. set of a box set of <laughs> the new edition of the box set that came out last year. Yes. <laughs> the F- yeah, exactly. Here's the audio book of that box set. <laughs> yeah. Gene Simmons is reading the, the lyrics to this album. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be back here in a couple months doing the box set of the audio book. <laughs> yeah. The audio that's that's available now on uh, on Audible is now on vinyl. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that'll press it on 180 gram vinyl, and you know, yeah, it's uh, that'd be great. We haven't, we haven't gotten any of that from Van Halen yet. We haven't gotten the the rarities, the outtakes, and and mm-hmm. and it's not that we're starved for that now. We've been starved for that. I mean, the, yeah. the only band that I can think that came close to them would be zeppelin i mean if if you remember zeppelin didn't put out anything after they they called it quits in 1980 i mean they put out coda in i think 82 but there was nothing after that there were no greatest hits there were no box sets and it wasn't until 1990 that they finally put out a box set so (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome june yeah yeah gene is going back (laughs) into the vaults to uh Read it, get his audio book that he had done, and <laughs> he can re-release that. But yeah, I I think that we're we're we are pretty starved for some Van Halen stuff, and and there's no other band I think is has such a wealth of material that we know exists. We know that right it, there's those fifty one fifty you know much mythalized vaults. Um, there's a ton I- of stuff in there. We had a we had a guest on here one time that told us that he actually uh, he actually stayed with Noel Monk. He was like sleeping in his basement on a cot or something, and Noel was showing him pro video concerts. Unreal. And so this guy's sitting there watching the stuff, not believing what he's seeing. And so there's yeah. there is stuff out there, right? Y- you know. Um, but I mean, really know, quickly look, though, look uh-huh. at Largo. You have something like Largo, Maryland, from from 82 yeah. i'm sure yeah it, the the version we've seen is a generation after a generation after a generation copy mm-hmm. no monk probably has the direct feed of that which it's probably pristine mm-hmm. i mean i i just to see some of that get released would be it, it'd be unbelievable i'm sure i think some of that is out there because i follow uh this account on tiktok which by the way TikTok, Johnny B. Are you on TikTok? Are you there? I tried TikTok. tagging you. I tried tagging you uh, everywhere I could, and some I, like I couldn't find you on Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. Got the website, which you, you had that linked in the. Uh, oh yeah, the, the website is is down uh, below. TikTok's the next venture. I've got to I've got to just get into it. I've got to break the ice and go into TikTok. Ah, oh, dude, TikTok is I I love TikTok. Yeah. Um, I hear but, it's quite addictive, which is oh it is. Yeah. It is. It is. But what I'm going to say, what I was going to say though, I follow a Van Halen account on TikTok and they posted some, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't Largo 82. It was like one of the like, uh, Brazil 83 or it was one of those shows. And the quality was, was like pristine quality compared to what, like what I had back in the day on VHS. I don't know where they got it, yeah. but, but like that's stuff's out there. Right. You know? Yeah, so you know somebody has something, and you you, you got to wonder. I mean, who has the rights to half of that? I'm sure Warner Brothers has the rights to a ton of it, but yeah. they might not even have it. I mean, if it was in Noel Monk's basement, 
who knows where it ended up now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I do. I actually, I do know who would probably have that now. Actually, um, but uh, yeah, the the thing about Van Halen though, and how how it was it was a blessing. You know, it's a blessing and a curse that that stuff wasn't, we weren't bombarded with all that stuff back in the day. Because now it might be like, well, have it, seen it. You know, it, it's it's like, you know, the, the band is over, which which sucks. Um, yeah. But imagine if we already had like everything and there'd be nothing to look forward to. The thing is with Van Halen, there was a lot of stuff they'd never put out never released that stuff is slowly leaking out we're finding like you're saying in the group and the vet, exclusive vet home group on facebook we're seeing photos that we've never seen who knows where the stuff came from and just imagine you know the stuff in in the future you know maybe five ten years 15 20 years down the road what stuff is going to be coming out officially what possibly would you, what would you want to see what do you, is your not not holy grail but what would you want to see come out like what would you want to have I, there's people out there that are, that are dying for just the sammy material to be remastered they want a really right. good sounding ou812 and you know they 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 really do deserve that i mean as fans we we really want a remastered part of the sammy catalog but um what would you want to see come out from from van halen i i would love to see because you know it's it's probably this stuff was documented somehow um i would love to see some in studio like footage let's say of them recording oh eight one two like see vi- i see actual video of edward actually playing the guitar solo to when it's love that we hear on tape mm-hmm. to see him playing you know just stuff like that i mean anything anything from inside 5150 is always just a, a mega treat it's just i mean that's like this gold you know, yeah. to, to us nerds. Right, right. You know? Um, yeah, any of that behind-the-scenes stuff is is gold, whether it's, you know, in the studio, seeing mm-hmm. how something was put together. Yeah, I, I would love to see something like that. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's been, there's been lots of, like, news. Uh, you know, we see news footage, you know, interviews. There was that Chris Connolly MTV right. thing from 98. Where he went to 5150 inside yeah. that stuff more stuff like that yeah yeah stuff that maybe we missed back in the day or stuff that they you know after they did it they said nah you know don't release that but maybe right. you know they kept yeah you know stuff like that it's you know i mean i'd I love seeing concerts you know seeing a seeing a uh a pro fair warning would be amazing yeah um but mainly like the more like the the backstage the more personal in studio type of type of stuff and as far as music i'm a i've said this a bit i say this every day i say this in my sleep i'm a huge fan of edward's piano playing i love the stuff he does on the piano i would love to hear new van halen songs that were never released piano based you know not necessarily you know ballads or or ballads. I I love Love Walks In. I love When It's Love. I love yeah. uh, all that stuff. But just to hear more of of uh, of of that type of stuff, that's that'd be awesome. Yeah, you know, I f- I found that mentioning that I found it so interesting that Alex plays piano on Respect the Wind, 
the song mm -hmm. that they did for the the Twister soundtrack. That's just that's wild to me because you we've heard the story that they both were brought up playing class, classical piano, but I just associated keyboards with Eddie for so long. I never thought that Alex would do anything other than play drums. And there he is doing piano for respect the win. I thought that was incredible. He plays piano on that. Edward actually plays drums on a song called Crossing Over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's on that. He's on um well he's on what the the one because in one side you have the original version of it, and then like the yeah, the one with the scratch vocals that Eddie did, and then the other one is with sammy and his vocals if if you listen to crossing over which was a beast it technically it was it was a b-side to can't stop loving you so it was officially released right. and then it was on the japanese version of, of balance. balance yeah it was yeah. the last track so if, if you use headphones you hear like all kinds of stuff going on yeah you know and i think i think that would have been like like the um maybe the the future the more like progressive version of, of of van halen you know if if they would have kept going well i mean I, but you can see though with with van halen 3 it kind of yeah. it kind of kept in going with that where you, if you wear headphones you hear a lot of different things going on and right um it's it's i i think uh it'd be cool to hear more of that type of stuff or say an unreleased record with gary i would love to hear that yeah and th there was a lot going on with with three if you do listen to it on in headphones. I mean, I know some yeah. people are down on that record, but there's a lot going on musically that you mm -hmm. can pick up. Um, and yeah, I, I would have loved to have heard a second record with Gary. I think that uh, they they were uh, they were really tight by the time they got off the road from that tour. And I would have loved to have heard some of the songs that, that came out of those sessions. Um, I, I I think they should have toured first with yeah. Gary and then made their record. I, I think. The fans, I think it it would have been different. I, it would have got a different, more positive reaction from from some of the fans. I think, and then it just would have been more, more. Uh, you know, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. I I mean, even Gary looks back and says he wishes that they they had done that, that they had mm -hmm. gone on tour first. I, I think that mm -hmm. there was there was too much disappointment with Dave not being in the band that. Mm -hmm. If, if you just went out there with Gary, no album to promote, fans would say, well, we didn't get Dave, but at least we're getting all these songs that we haven't heard for 15 years. We're, we're getting, you know, no pun intended, but we're getting the most, best of both worlds. We're getting an even set split down the middle, and it'll be cool to see what they come up with in the studio afterwards. But we didn't get that. We got, you know, a show that had you know, four or five songs from the new record and people weren't really into it. And I don't think that they really were gelling as a, as a, a unit yet with Gary. I think that they needed to feel each other out and they, not that it was rushed because they certainly didn't rush the album. Um, but I, I do think they should have gone on tour first, show people how good Gary could be as a front man. But mm -hmm. it, it was, there was so much that happened around that time with, Sammy get going out, mm. Dave coming in, Gary coming in, and it, it just really left a lot of people with a bad taste in their mouth and disappointed. And they weren't going to accept anybody that wasn't named Roth or Hagar in the band. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's that's like we were talking about earlier about the the Van Halen drama. And I mean, that's 
I, I, it might be a weird thing to say, but that's, that's one of the things that's going to keep the band, I mean, alive for generations to come is the drama, the Roth versus Hagar, the, I mean, Edward being the greatest guitar player ever. I mean, in, in most of our opinions, I mean, just the greatest, there's nobody, there's nobody else like him. Everything he did, I mean, in my opinion, everything he did was, was amazing. And I mean, I mean, he could play, he could pick up the guitar, play one note, and it's like gold compared to somebody else shredding a million notes that don't mean anything. Right. You know? And and there's some, some people that are down on Eddie are really down on that era of the shredding guitarist, which wasn't what Hmm. Eddie was about. I mean, a lot of those guitarists from, from that era, cherry picked one aspect of Eddie's playing and ran with it in the wrong direction. Yeah. I mean, his his songs were, the Van Halen songs were never about shredding. I mean, he gets in and out with his solos um, and no no pun intended on that. But, yeah. he, you know, some of the, the best songs or the best solos, they're just, you know, 10, 12 seconds long. I mean, he, he played to serve yeah. the song. And some of those other guitarists that were influenced by him played to be the song. They would just play until they could get to the solo, and then that was right. like the big, the big part. Whereas with Van Halen, the solo is—it's almost like a song within, yeah, within a within a song. And since Edward was the main songwriter as far as music, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's all him, it's yeah. all him. That's why that's why there was never an Eddie Van Halen solo record, you know, right. because because that was every record he did was was a solo record. Hey, you. Yeah, Uh-oh. thank you, thank you. <laughs> Loving the down shirt, Mike. Down shirt, yeah. Super you. joint ritual. Your book kicks ass, bro. Meant a lot to me to read a ton of stuff. I didn't know about Edward. Wow. Uh, yeah, I I love thank Super you so Joint's much. First record, their first record blew me away. Super joint ritual, um, and yeah, it looks they're they're done as a band, but uh, I I do really dig their stuff. Yeah. Pretty much anything that Phil Anselmo has done, I've I've dug into here and there, and uh, love most of it. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and I I know we talked about staying on topic, um, but uh, what what did, what did you what do you think about the whole uh, the uh, Phil? He's from Pantera, correct? Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about what's going on with that now? With it's possible? that's a really really rough situation because. I mean, you're not just talking about a band that doesn't have two core members anymore that have both passed away. You have two guys that passed away that were core members of the band that were on extremely bad terms with Phil Anselmo when they passed. Hmm. And they they wanted nothing to do with him at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And it's 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 just it's tragic the way that the way that it happened, the, the whole story is tragic, you know, with the way that, that Dimebag died is tragic. Vinnie mm-hmm. Paul died way too soon, way too young, and they were never on good terms anymore. So it's, uh, I know people want to hear those songs. And I know that Phil's been, been playing a lot of Pantera songs with his solo bands. And they're not really doing it justice because in my opinion, they're just not good enough players to do those songs and now they're going to have zach wild and and 
Charlie from uh, Anthrax on on drums. It's going to sound great. Um, it, it's just it's got a it, it's leaving a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth just because they were on such bad terms when they died with Phil, and now it's kind of going to be Pantera again without them. It's, mm-hmm. it's a rough one, and it, it still hasn't even really been announced. Maybe it's just going to be called a tribute to Pantera, which would be I think that'd be cool. Um, same with the Van Halen rumored tribute. You know, I hope that that's going to be called. Uh, I think it will be a tribute to Van Halen. No one's going to, in their right mind, Alex or Dave would want to call it Van Halen without Eddie. So, right? No, no. There, 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 there is no. I could. Well, same with Pantera. There is no Van Halen without Edward. There's no Pantera without Dime. Yeah. Although in, I look at the history, and stranger things have happened with bands that aren't that weren't as big. Like, I, I don't know how you can tour as Thin Lizzy without Phil Lynott in the band. And, I mean, that's the guy who was the band. How can you go out there and mm-hmm. do Thin Lizzy and do Thin Lizzy songs without, under that name and, and not, I, I mean, I, I really thought that Leonard Skinner had gotten it right when they did Tribute. And it was a tribute tour that they did, I guess it was in the late 80s. And then they just started calling it Leonard Skinner again. And it was, it, you, you can't do that. You just have to, you have to make it clear mm-hmm. that, that it's a tribute. And I think that if a band like Van Halen went out and tried to do Van Halen, there'd be a ton of blowback. You couldn't, you couldn't do it. I, I don't think. Uh, no, no. I mean, if you, if you think the fans get upset about, about changing singers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, forget it. And I mean, generations down the road, I mean, like say for me, I'm not the biggest Skinner fan ever. I mean, I know, right. you know, the songs I hear on the radio, but if, if you were saying Skinner came to town, they're playing the state fair down the street. If I went, I couldn't tell you who was original or who wasn't. I, right. I, I could, you know, maybe if, if there's some younger people on stage, I'm like, well, obviously that's not the original thing, but that yeah. really, really old guy back there on drums, you know, maybe he's the original dude, Yeah, but you know, but then again, that's it's it's a different different type of type of band too. I mean, and, and you are generations removed from it. And what? Yeah. I mean, I, and I don't even think it's as bad. Well, it is, but it's it, you know, Leonard Skinner went by a tribute to Leonard Skinner, or it was tribute tour they called it. And then mm-hmm. they when they put out an album of new material, they called it. Leonard Skinner, 1991. That was the name of the band, and that was the name of the album. And it was hmm. just called Leonard Skinner, 1991. But the fans just started calling it Leonard Skinner, Leonard Skinner. Press was calling it Leonard Skinner. And if that happened with Van Halen, they started putting out new music. I could never imagine Van Halen putting out new music with some other guitarist. Like it's, it, it would never fly. It no. just, it couldn't work. No, I mean Van Halen was Edward Van Halen. Yeah, I mean it's in his name. He wrote all the music. That guitar is front and center, right? You know, and uh, and hey, uh, Spraynard, I don't know why you're you're commenting. Oh, you're he's here. got he. Yeah, he says, "Here we go." He said, he "Oh, is- there you are, there you are." But hey, thank you for the support though too. That. It helps keep the shows on the air. Um, but, 
Yeah. I mean, no, with Van Halen, it is Edward Van Halen, and you, it can't be replaced. For a tribute to have, let's say, Joe, Joe Satriani. By the way, happy birthday, Joe Satriani. Today's his birthday, actually. And Jason Bonham as, as well. You know, two, two guys where, you know, I, I could see them, you know, doing a, a tribute to, let's say, Zeppelin or Van Halen or, or any of that stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, I think, I think as far as drama, as far as Van Halen, as far as the singers, as far as what's going on now with, with a possible tribute with somebody else playing the guitar that keeps, it keeps it going. keeps it, keeps people talking. Yeah. Keeps it in the group. They talk nonstop about this stuff. And like I said, it's going to keep going. It's, it's, it's never going to stop. And that's, like I said, that's a blessing and a curse being fans of, of this band. But again, it draws us in. We're like, oh, what's this? Oh, it's, you know, you wake up every day. There's something new every day. Yeah, there is. And it's, it's all, I, I do see every now and again, someone will say, um, you know, if they went out and, and, did a tour with Joe Satriani, it would destroy the legacy of Van Halen. And it's not going to destroy it. It's just going to add to it. It's just going to mm-hmm. add another layer. I mean, there's been nothing but crazy drama that people didn't like. There's a, a large faction that loves it and a large faction that hates it. A large faction loves Dave, hates Sammy, and vice versa. A lot of people are going to love the fact that Satriani is playing guitar, but then they'll say, well, why didn't, I don't know, Wolfgang play guitar? You're always going to have these little pockets of, of arguments about about the band. And I don't think that you, as long as they don't record any new music, um, you know, I like at, I'm looking at the, the comments now, Adam Lambert and Queen. That's nobody wants to hear Adam Lambert and Queen's new new album. You know, they want they want to hear you get out there and do the hits. They they don't want to they want you to go out there and mm-hmm. they want to be Brian May shred and somebody do an approximation of Freddie Mercury's vocals. And mm-hmm. that's what you're gonna get with a Van Halen tour. You're gonna want to see those songs live, and you're gonna want to see somebody do an approximation of Eddie Van Halen's guitar playing, whether it's Joe Satriani or whether it's a bunch of different guitarists that are playing. Uh, but it, it's you want it to be a celebration and not something that's gonna damage um the, the band's name. So put it, do it as a tribute. Right. Don't do it as Van Halen going forward. You know? No, no, that, that, that would not fly for, I mean, for the diehard, for the original fans, newer fans. Like I said, if Skinner put out a new record, yeah, if it was good, oh, it's new Skinner for me. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. But you, you know what I mean? So, but with, with, uh, so with newer generations, but again, though, I think with Van Halen though, even even newer players today, kids that are that are growing up now that are discovering Van Halen for the for the first time, they're discovering that and they're like, "Who is this Eddie Van Halen? This guy's amazing." Right. It's still they don't want to see some you know Van Halen going on tour with who knows who on guitar because it yeah it'll never work ever even a hundred years from now. Right. Well, maybe maybe when robots take over, you know, maybe uh, you know it'll be a little different. But but uh, no, that's one thing that's so special about about this band, about Van Halen, is it's just uh, it's you can't replace, can't no, replace 
I've done, I've done a lot of research into bands who have replaced other members going back really far. And I think it gets, you mentioned, you know, a hundred years from now, it, it all depends on who has the rights to, to a name and, mm-hmm. and how sacrilegious it'll be is, is based on the fan base. Um, you know, I don't, I think that the kiss fan base, for instance, you're putting four guys up there in makeup. I don't think people, a lot of people aren't going to care. They want to go see the theatrics. I, I, the casual Kiss fan or the casual music fan that's going to a Kiss concert, they don't know that Ace Freely is not in the band anymore. They just see the four guys up there and the, yeah. the, the guy the looks band. like him. Yeah. It looks like he's wearing <laughs> the same paint. I mean, and they, Kiss knows that. They, they're not, if they didn't, then they would have made, Tommy Thayer, a different character. They would have made Eric Singer a different character, but they didn't. They mm-hmm. want to they want to sell the image of Kiss from Kiss's most popular era, which is the original Kiss, that classic lineup. And didn't yeah. they say that the band is gonna, it's going to keep going even after Gene and Paul, even after they're done, yeah, they're going to they, keep it going just with different people. And if somebody has the rights to that name, I mean that's and that's created issues in the past where you've had two different versions of rat playing on the road, two different yeah. versions of Queens Reich of LA guns. And then yeah. it goes back further. You have like the platters and the coasters and all these bands. That, <laughs> that, but are still on tour, they're but their generation, they're, it's, it's like their, their grandkids, grandkids that are actually on stage. Right. <laughs> somebody ended up with the rights to the platters yeah. and, and then it's the original platters and it's, but they're not the original. It's just somebody has, the name to the platters, so they have to call themselves the original platters. It's the, ori- so- the original, yeah. non-original platters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, pl- the plates. Hey, <laughs> Mike Olson, thank you, man. We all love Van Halen, no matter the lineup, quality music, and great memories. Well, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, it's, it's, you know, no matter what it is, it's even the music, even I'm, I'm sure you saw the, the video. There was it was pretty cool. There was like a um, like a football, like marching band where, oh, yeah. where it had where, where they played like a few different like pieces of music. And yeah. they were like walking around, you know, doing the yeah, they spelled you know, out do, the logo, they, they the VH and, oh, yeah. and like, yeah, I mean, yeah. that that was I mean, that was pretty cool. Right. Right. That was uh, that was amazing. Um. Yeah, those those tributes that are out there are are incredible. Um, and and again, I'm just looking at the chat. You know, some uh, Simtree said, "What call my band broken five? <laughs> um, what if Metallica didn't replace Cliff? Um, yeah, I you know I I think that's Metallica was right when they were they were still breaking when when Cliff Burton died. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they didn't have a legacy at the time that they they then created with, you know, the the Black Album and, and Justice. And that's when they they really had solidified their legacy. But when Cliff died, as tragic as it was, they hadn't they, they were still an underground band for for all intents and purposes. I mean, they were opening mm-hmm. up for some pretty big names, but they were. They were still a small band and they could they could make that change. People weren't as tied to a Cliff Burton as they're tied to an Eddie Van Halen, um, a, a band that's had somebody somebody a, a, around in, you know, the, the entire era of the band. That was that was the guy. Eddie Van Halen was 
the the composer of all the music. He was the one that was uh, the most well known person from that band. I mean, you've got the guitar behind you. It's the the red, white, and black. I mean, that's that's Eddie Van Halen. Um, and without him, it's it's just a it's a tribute. That's that's all it is. It's a tribute to to the band. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. It's it's and each each band is a different case. Um, uh, somebody mentioned that Scott Gorman's an original member of Thin Lizzy and that he had the blessing of, of Phil Lynott's uh, mother. I mean, I think that whatever whatever goes on on the road is going to get the bless for Van Halen is going to get the blessing of Wolfgang. Um, I think it'll get the blessing of of anybody that's any any member of the family. But um, it, it I, doesn't always I th- make, make it. Like I think Pantera one has the blessing of of the families of Vinnie mm-hmm. uh, Paul and, and Don Bagdero, but I don't, if they were here, would they give the blessing? And I don't, I don't think that they would. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I guess it, it, it depends on the, on the band and, um, but I, th- I think Wolfgang said, I think he, re- he responded to a tweet or I saw something where, where he was, where I think he said that anything, most things that happen down the road, as far as Van Halen, like Alex is in charge of that. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I think I really think that he was anxious to become a musician in his own right, and doesn't mm-hmm. want it. Well, it's it's obvious he doesn't want to be. Uh, it, it's almost like uh, I liken him to a Jacob Dylan. I mean, Jacob Dylan wanted nothing to do with what his father's legacy was. He wanted to start his own band, be his mm-hmm. own individual and not tie himself to that history. Um, you know, he's not denying it and neither is Wolfgang, but he, he wants to be his, his own, his own person. And a lot of people want to know why isn't he doing involved in the tribute? Well, because he wants, he's a young up and coming artist that wants to focus on his own music. Um, and he's, he's got that right. It just, it's it's bad timing that he starts his career right after the passing of his father and everybody wants um they want something else they want a replacement for eddie van halen they want wolfgang up there doing uh panama and and jump and it's 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 not going to happen no i mean he he did do it he did it when he was in van halen and and now he's not so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you just said that i mean he was he was in van halen now the, the the band is over, which again, unbelievable to even even say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now he's doing his own thing, and and yeah, who knows down the road? I mean, you never know. You never you never know what's going to happen. But it's definitely going to keep fans on their toes as far as the future of of uh, unreleased music. Yeah, and he may soften his stance on certain things. You never know what's going to happen down the road. But I, I can't fault him for not wanting to go into the vaults. And uh, you've got such an outcry from, uh, again, a very vocal minority who are saying, mm-hmm. why isn't he buried in the vaults right now trying to to get all this material out that the fans want? The fans want this. Well, for one the kids mourning the loss of his, of his father and, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe his best friend, um, easily the most influential person in his life next to his mother. And 
he doesn't want to sit there and be reminded of it by burying himself for years in the Van Halen vaults just to appease the fans. He also wants to he wants to go out and do his his live his life. And um yeah. I, I, I think that when he when he's ready to go through stuff or when Alex is ready to go through stuff, they're gonna go through it and um it'll come out on its own its own time. Yeah. Yeah, the the right the right place, right time. Um and yeah, and, and a, a lot of fans I mean, there's a lot of crazy, let's just say, there's a lot of 5150s out there. I mean, <laughs> I see them in this group all the time. Um, you know, they maybe they tend to forget that, that Wolfgang, he, I mean, he was born a Van Halen. He grew up as a Van Halen. He's been around this his whole life, being in the studio with his dad. I mean, he has seen and heard more than than what any fan could ever, ever dream of. Yeah. And to him, it's normal. Right. It's a, just a normal thing. And and uh it's just definitely give give him give him his space. Give him, you know, it, whenever he decides or when the family when they decide to to go in and and possibly release, you know, something down the road. Yeah. Let them let them do that. Plus like I like I was saying though, there it's we're going to have a lot of Van Halen to look for in the future, regardless of being anything official at any point. Cause there's yeah. like, we're saying there's so much stuff every day I wake up, there's some new photo. I'd never seen that. Right. That's pretty. And I thought I saw everything uh, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. It's, it's not, again, it's not, if you look back at some of the biggest bands um, when they broke up, there's a, a waiting period. There's a, a long yeah. time before we got when when John Lennon died and we knew we weren't going to get any new Beatles stuff. It wasn't until it wasn't it was for 15 years before they put out, you know, the 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 documentary and then the anthologies, the three anthologies that came out mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, you know, a, a band like. I mean, you think of anybody that a Zeppelin, which we already mentioned, um, it was 10 years before something else came out. And now everybody right. can, can tweet in immediacy. They wanted, you know, the day after Eddie Van Halen passed, it's OK. When are we going to get a box set of outtakes? Well, just because they can say that, just because they're on Twitter and they can they can voice that um, doesn't mean it's going to happen any sooner. No, yeah. no, the. The internet is a weird place and it, it's a really weird time that we're living in. Um, but Hey, uh, let's see. Sprainard. Any of y'all got any new info during the twister era? Um, new info on, on like, uh, like more songs or something. Well, we know that they had the piece together humans being because when sammy checked out he was done that's why you've got so much of eddie's vocals in in uh humans being yeah uh, yeah and they couldn't get yeah. the second song together which is why they did respect the win as an instrumental mm-hmm. and then of course after that you've got the dave in dave out gary in gary out and everybody else in between from mitch malloy to sass jordan the who knows who else yeah i do think it's funny that 
after Eddie died and you had all these people coming out of the woodwork that Steve Perry was talking about being the singer. Ozzy Osbourne was talking about being the singer. It's like, what? Daryl Hall, I think. Yeah, Daryl Hall. Said Darryl something. Hall another one. Um, it's, I, I, what I think it is, is I think you had somebody in Eddie Van Halen who was a really, really gregarious human being that was always up for collaborating with anybody, but was restrained to the, was tied to the constraints of the band. But when he would talk to somebody or meet somebody, have a few drinks, have a few whatever, it's like, we should get together and jam. We should get together and do something. And it's said like that, but it's never, hey, you should be the new singer for Van Halen. So mm -hmm. I, I really don't think that there's any validity to Daryl Hall or Ozzy Osbourne being the singer for Van Halen at any point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we all, you know, know that Edward, he loved to play. That's yeah. all he he did was play, yeah. and he just wanted to create music. That's all he did was make music, yeah. and yeah. and uh, he was looking for for people to 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 create with, to play with. Yeah, you yeah, know? and he would he would have jammed with anybody. I mean, I look at that yeah. uh, the Les Paul tribute that he did. Um, yeah, when he's just he's having a blast out there, just jamming with anybody, everybody. You know, he's he'll jam with anyone. We we even heard um you know, you know Steve Rosen. Yeah, yeah. The the he he actually um he uh, and Steve, if you're watching, we we were actually supposed to we were actually supposed to meet up um uh, at the last Nam show, but we uh, we we couldn't get together. Thomas Santiago, thank you so much, man. Thank you, thank you everybody for all your support for these shows for for all this stuff. And it's only getting bigger and better from here, you guys. It's just beginning. Um, but. Eddie and, and Steve actually jammed. And Steve actually has one of his songs that Eddie played guitar on. Wow. Did you know about that? No, I didn't know about that. And that's that's coming out Sweet. as well. I mean, but it's just a jam. It's just like yeah. them jamming together. It's not like a real produced thing. But still, right. it's it just shows you how Edward loved to play. Yeah. And 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 he would he would play with with he he just wanted to create music. Yeah, I mean, as as tired of a story as it is, how he came to do Beat It was just, hey, yeah, I'll come down to the studio and play. I mean, just it wasn't some long thought out thing. There were no <laughs> negotiations where we got to sign this contract and get that done. I mean, he just mm -hmm. brought a brought a case of beer and went down and you know drove down to the studio. I mean, that was that was it. You know, there was and no there was no you know all this red tape to cut through. It's it's uh. It just he just loved to jam with anybody at any time. Yeah, and, yeah. That's and that, why it's, it's not surprising that he would just jam with Steve Rosen. It's it's like, well, why not? You know, we've we've got some uh, instruments here. Let's jam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've I've heard from other people, you know, because I I people tell me all kinds of stuff, and and it's it's just it's uh, it's awesome. I never would have dreamed growing up being a, a fan of this band that one day. You know, people would think of me as being like a Van Halen dude, and they would right. just like tell you know people. I can't even explain to you like all the stuff, but, um, but it's it's just uh, it's just it's just awesome. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something there, but but yeah, it's it's incredible. I I, I do love the story of um, and this kind of ties into the jamming. But when he went to that New Year's Eve party at Ted Templeman's house and just mm -hmm. pulled the acoustic out and started playing it and 
said something that was blown away, first of all, but it, which led the Spanish fly being recorded. But it just yeah. Eddie would just pick up any instrument <clears throat> that was laying there and start playing it. I mean, mm -hmm. it's uh, the, the guy just loved to. That's how he spoke. That's why he was so awkward in a lot of his interviews or he always had his guitar with him in his interviews mm -hmm. um, because that's how he was most comfortable. Even if he was just, if he was doing an interview, he'd be noodling away on the guitar. Um, but you see like the, the Howard Stern interview that he did when, during the Gary era, it's just painful to watch how people are saying, Oh, he was drunk. He was out of his mind. No, he's just awkward to be, he doesn't want to talk and sit there and, and, and go back and forth and engage. He wants to play. That's his thing. That's how he talks. That's how he get, gets everything out. He he hated doing interviews. And and um, like, I, like I said, I have a, a good friend of mine. Uh, uh, Michael, his name is Michael Gutierrez. And you guys might know him because he, he was a, this kid that won this contest that won a, a guitar from Eddie back at the NAMM show in 85, like an actual like Kramer striped up guitar that was actually used at 5150. We actually have photos of it at 5150. We have photos of Eddie playing the guitar at 5150 that, that have surfaced. Thank you, Glenn LaFerman. Nice. Um, but but uh, anyway, like Michael's told me, he, 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 Gutierrez, he's spent a lot of time with Edward just alone at the NAMM shows in between signing sessions and, and stuff at the Kramer booth and him and Edward would just talk and Edward would tell him, Hey, you want to trade places? You yeah. know, do you want to be, you can be me. I don't, he's like, he didn't want to be there. He didn't want right. to do that type of stuff. Right. Yeah. And it's, I, um, I want to, I see people saying that the, the Rolling Stone article that recently came out and mm -hmm. the people that don't know, you've got to read it. I mean, it's, it, it's a guy who just emailed him, a former journalist who found Eddie's email address yeah. and started corresponding with him. And there's that people saying, no way can that be true. No way is it true. First of all, you, I know that he could, he found it's logical that he found the email the way that he, he did. Um, the other thing is, well, why would Eddie engage with this person? Why would he talk to this person? He's got better things to do. I think that when he wasn't playing, when he wasn't toying around in the studio, he just would love to be a normal person. Um, and, and talking to this guy through email, a faceless person, and then they would finally talk through text and, and then eventually in person, it's just he gets to be normal. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that, that Sash Jordan told me was that uh, when she was hanging out with Eddie and Alex, they would send her out to buy beer and cigarettes just at the, the store down the street from 5150 <laughs> because Eddie couldn't go out. He would go to a beer store and once somebody sees him, it wasn't, hey, Eddie, how's it going? It would be the world stopped. The person would drop, literally drop whatever they were holding in their hands and just point and be like, oh, yeah. my God, you're like, you're here, say hi to my mom, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and to just get a chance to be a normal person. Um, I think that that's what that whole conversation with the, the guy who wrote the Rolling Stone article, Blair is his name. Um, it, that's how they came about. Eddie saw an opportunity to to just, you know, shoot the shit with somebody who who was uh, a, a normal person. And he, he didn't have to say, oh, well, he didn't have to watch his P's and Q's with some interviewer. Um, mm -hmm. he, he just had a, had a guy who he could call, not a friend, but, you know, an acquaintance that he could just randomly talk to. Yeah. 
And I, I know another guy that that contacted me maybe like a year ago that was telling me similar type of stuff. Like he connected mm -hmm. with Edward and they would just talk. Yeah. You know, and just talk about normal things. Right. He just always, he just loved talking, you know, talking, you know, not so much the interviewing thing, but just, just talking on the phone about what's going on, you know, what, whatever stuff where he didn't have to watch what he said. Yeah. And for people that, that don't believe something like that, it's, it's look at, you know, your friend's story for one, look at the guys from that random radio station, just call them up at the studio and he would mm -hmm. pick up and, and talk with them. Um, yeah, I mean, he was an affable guy. He, he wasn't, he didn't, somebody mentioned in the comments, he didn't have that rock star pretense about him. Um, and, and no. every, people treated him like the, the, the whole, uh, the Wayne's world trope of we're not worthy. We're not worthy, but he wanted to be just a normal person above anything else. You know, his, he could do his rock God stuff on stage and run around and get all the accolades from, you know, 30,000 people at a pop. But when he was off stage, he just wanted to be treated like a like a normal guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I, when I met him, he was just a normal dude, and that changed everything for me. It was like, oh, he's just a normal dude. Yeah. And it was it was cool. It was special. Right. It it, it was it was like man, this is. It, it really, I don't. It's just yeah. It's just really 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 cool. Yeah. Um. But uh, let's see what else. Besides, there's an audiobook. Yes, yes. <laughs> what we're what we're here to talk about. But um, yeah, the audiobook, Van Halen: The Eruption and the Aftershock. If you haven't picked up the the hard copy of that, I highly recommend it. I've heard it's a very very good book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to hear it read. I'm excited to hear the, the theater version. Yeah. And I, I, I did mention this earlier that it was, it was a trip going back and reading it front to back. And it's, I, I mean, now that there's so much that, I mean, it was tough before there was no Van Halen out there in, in terms mm -hmm. of books. Um, mm -hmm. and you had Sammy's book that came out and then you had Greg Renoff's book, Van Halen Rising, which is amazing. And now we've got a ton of books out there. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that I think that you're going to find in the audiobook and, and the, the book, the, the hard copy of the book, um, whether you're, you're just getting into Van Halen or a hardcore fan, like all of us are, I, I can guarantee you that there's something in the book that you're going to find that you didn't know. Um, I mean, of course you're going to find out that Eddie played drums and Alex played guitar and then they switched because it's played out as that. It did. It's it's a part of the Van Halen story. I mean, everybody knows what it's. Yeah, you have to talk about that. But there's so much more that when I when I was writing it, the the, the layers I peeled back and trying to get a full picture of the band. There's there's a lot of nuggets in there. Um, there's a lot of nuggets I pulled out from people like. Um, I mean, I mentioned some of the people I interviewed and 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 just from all over the place like. Uh, um, I talked to Nina Blackwood, one of the original MTV VJs. Um, did you do her voice? I did do. Well, she has a know, pretty cool voice, man. She's got a great voice. <laughs> she's, she's got a great, and I'll tell you what, she, I, I know Nina. She's, she's awesome. And she was such a champion for when I was writing that book. Um, oh, wow. And it was, 
she's got that distinctive voice that like you know uh, it, yeah i i love nina i could i could go on for days about her um but yeah i, I did do nina's voice but not not as good as nina <laughs> does her own voice <laughs> And I also, you know, other, well, these weren't really voices. Again, it was more changing the tone, but I, I, I got the fans involved in this book um, because there's a, a, a big, there's a big split between a lot of people with, with Dave and Sammy. And oh, yeah. at the end of the day, the, the fans are what makes the band go round. I mean, it's, it's, it's our, it, it's our devotion. You know, we buy the albums, we buy the tickets, we hung the posters on our wall as kids and we buy these mm-hmm. books. So I, I thought we learn like, guitar. Yeah, we learn guitar. We we were we, we yeah. start bands, you know, because of because of Van Halen. Uh, and I, I thought that I in the middle of the book, there's a part where I, I said, let's take a topic where everyone has an opinion on, of course, which is which frontman do they like better? And people are super passionate about it. And I just let them cut loose. I mean, there's already the daily battles on the exclusively Van Halen Facebook uh, group. There's message boards and whatnot. But rather than saying, you know, Sammy's fat and Dave is bald or Sammy can't write lyrics and Dave can't sing, I wanted to know why, other than just a person sucks, why do they like their guy and why don't they like the other guy? And what some of these fans gave were really deep insight to some things that were really personal to them. I mean, there was one... One guy said he had a, a debilitating stutter that, I mean, he couldn't communicate with anybody in school because he was such an outcast. And listening to Dave in his interviews and, and just the confidence that Dave had, he sort of, it gave him confidence. And he just kind of fell in love with that version of Van Halen. And he, it's not that he hates Sammy in the band it's just that he's tied to that van halen with david lee roth and yeah then i had other people that like sammy for some really deep reasons so getting fans involved in the book because at the end of the day that's what we all are uh that was really cool for me to do too and to do it that some of the other books didn't do um but yeah yeah that was uh that was some pretty some pretty cool stuff that was was getting to talk to the fans of the band and going a little bit deeper than the just I hate Sammy or I hate Dave. You know? Yeah. Well, because on Facebook, it goes from I hate Sammy. Well, I hate Dave. Well, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 goes, uh, it, it gets personal really quick. Really quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's when the band hammer comes out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and people get pretty creative with the insults. I, I got to say the Van Halen fans have the most creative insults out there. Yeah. Well, yeah, but some of them they reuse them over and over and over. They, you That's see, true. you see the same insults every day. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's almost but, uh, Dave forgetting the words at each show. You know, he's used that before. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, though, at least it's it keeps it keeps the band going. It keeps the band out there. It keeps them alive, good or bad. It's it's still there. It's something people wake up every day talking about that. It, they talk about the same things every day. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're able to entertain ourselves with the Van Halen story. And uh, I've had people say to me, uh, how can you have the same conversation with your friend that you've talked about over and over again about Van Halen? I'm like, 
Well, it's not the exact same conversation. I mean, we're, we have a little bit new insight. And we'll say, no, it's, it's the same conversation. <laughs> we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> I've heard that for seven years around here. <laughs> <laughs> but there's new pictures today. Right. There's a new picture. Look at this. Look at that. The angle of that guitar is different. That stripe was off. Was off. We got to redo that guitar now, you know? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, well, there's a special place in heaven for you for putting up with all this that do get it. <laughs> Man. And yeah, and you can't. Although I'm sure, I'm sure there are, you know, maybe there's an ACDC group out there where they're like, Bond was better. No, uh, the other guy was better, you know. Um, but I, or Journey, you know, bagging yeah. on, you know, what's his name today. But I don't think there's any, there's nothing like, like Van Halen. Yeah. There's nothing like, like those conversations that just happen again and again and again, all day, every day. And people love it. Even if they know they're going to get into a, a fight with somebody, maybe they're going to become best friends fighting about this stuff. Right. Who knows? Because yeah. they found somebody else to talk to about this that their wife is sick of, you know, at yeah. home. Like, shut up. Right. Yeah, if you find somebody that's equally passionate about something, even if they're on the opposite end of the spectrum, you still have mm -hmm. a commonality in the in the root of that. and. And you can argue about it, which makes it fun. And I mean, I, I know. So in fact, I led into that fan chapter talking about how there's no other band like Van Halen, because while you have a there's people that are firmly in the Bon Scott camp or the mm -hmm. Brian Johnson camp with ACDC, but mm -hmm. you didn't have any overlap between Bon and Brian Johnson. You, you didn't have Brian Johnson talking crap about Bon Scott. Or vice versa. They, oh. did that, they made that move out of necessity. But with Van Halen, you had Dave, Dog, and Sammy, and Sammy, Dog, and Dave, and Van Halen, Dog, and Dave, but then bringing Dave back into the band. There's so much to talk about. You could go yeah. on and on and on. It's 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 endless, the the, the, the topics yep. you can discuss with Van Halen. So that's, mm -hmm. that's where we're lucky. We picked the right band, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, the band picked me. I know what I was going to tell you. I was going to tell you this like an hour ago. You were talking about, um, I, I think, I think uh, your, your uncle. You got into the Van Halen. Yes. Because your uncle or something. I think that's how I got into Van Halen, too, now that I think about it. Really? I mean, I, I, remember, I remember seeing the, uh, the jump video on MTV back in 84. I remember thinking the videos were funny. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I wasn't a fan of the, of the band at all. I, I just remember the videos being hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then I've kind of always said that, oh, I got into Van Halen because of Back to the Future, because of the, the cassette tape that says right. every Van Halen. Yep. And then I went and I bought 5150. That might, I mean, that might be how I got into it. But now that I really think about it, I, I have an uncle that, that uh, when we would go and visit, you know, family, he'd be playing Van Halen. And, mm. and he actually had like photos of Van Halen, like at, at like an outdoor show back in 78 that he took himself and i remember looking wow. at these photos and being like wow this is amazing stuff now here's where it gets really weird okay um my uncle is cousins with 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 a guy named jazz obrecht oh wow which yeah being a van halen 
fan, yeah. Yeah. mega fan, you know that name. No kidding. So, so technically, I'm cousins with Jazz Obrecht. <laughs> Wow. And I'm in I'm in contact with him now, so we're no we're kidding. we're in contact, and, and um, and back in the day, I would read those interviews. Yeah, and then my uncle would be like, "Oh, by the way, I'm related to him. You know, we're cousins." And I'm like, you know, as a kid, I'm like, "What? Yeah, this yeah. is amazing." But anyway, so that's kind of a weird, weird little story there. But but um. I, I mean, I've sourced I sourced a couple of his interviews in in the book because he had some uh, some of the best talks, and then there were, of course there were talks that were uh, yeah. that off the record and and that it, it like came out later. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that's incredible. What a story! Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's that's a small world, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> Man, um, but uh, let's see where are we going. We were only going to do about an hour, but we're we're coming up. On, we'll do we'll do the two hours. Hey, when it's Van Halen, look, it's <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> it's twelve hour marathons. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll just we keep going until there's, there's nothing to uh, to discuss, which means we'll be going for days. It'll it'll it will never end. <laughs> it, it'll never end. Um, I I think but, that uh, it's uh, it's. It's going to be really interesting, though, down the line, what what does come out from from Van Halen, whether it is uh, audio, video or mm -hmm. if it's an actual tour that we get, uh, you know, some sort of tribute tour. Um, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what what the future holds, because um, even if for the people that are, are saying, well, if they tour with Satriani, I wish they had a different guitarist, at least you're getting Van Halen in the news it's something to talk about it's you can then get in the facebook group and say we should have this guitarist be the be in the band or that guitarist you, you get to voice your opinion and yeah you know it's it's something to look forward to and i i i think that even though we don't get to look forward to an, a brand new studio record and 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 seeing them with with eddie we get the van halen story is still is may have ended in one respect but now we've got that legacy, and there's it's going to be a, a continuing legacy as the years go on. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, it's I mean technically it's still continuing because Sammy is still out there, right? Sammy Hagar is still on tour with, and with, he's with, with Michael Circles. most of the time when he's when he's playing. Michael Anthony, I mean they, you know, even though back in the day you know they had a band called the Other Half and, right. and the Van Halen Camp, they really weren't happy about that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. but um. Really, as long as Dave is still out there, yep. uh, Sammy definitely is still out there. Michael Anthony, even Gary Sharon, what, what he's doing. As long as all these people are still out there making music, and and still around, it's it's still continuing. Yeah, the the Van Halen, the 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 the, the story, the legacy. Yeah, because there'll always be something new. Right. You know. And and as far as like let's say if Satriani did become the guitarist of a Van Halen tribute, that wouldn't be so weird to me because he was in a band with Sammy and Michael called Chickenfoot. Yeah. So we it's, we it's have crazy. we have heard his guitar behind Sammy's vocal before. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be a shock. By the way, happy birthday, Satriani. <laughs> you never know who's watching. Right. <laughs> Joe is spending his birthday with us right now. We, we, that'd be awesome 
That'd be great. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I would have no problem with, with Satriani. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Either. I, I, I do see some comments uh, about why not get a bunch of different guitars. Well, yeah, you've got to figure out the logistics. If you're going to do a, mm. a any sort of extended tour, you're not going to be able to get three top tier guitars. I mean, I, I look at the, I, I don't know how familiar you are with the, the Hendrix tour that goes around that celebrates them every year. Um, they usually have a couple different guitars. I know Satriani's done it. Zach Wilde's done it. Uh, Brad Whitford from Aerosmith has done it. But mm -hmm. each year it's got to be different because those people have their own bands that they have to go back to. If if uh, Brad Whitford has an Aerosmith tour coming up, he can't do a Celebrate Hendrix tour. And they have sort of a rotating cast of guitars. And one year you might get a Steve Vai and the next year you might not get a Steve Vai or you know, you'll, you'll get somebody else. Um, mm -hmm. That's why I think if Van Halen does it, I, I, I would like to see them do it with one person and just I, I don't think it should be rotating at least at least not yet you know if you're going to do a tribute tour do it with a satriani have them go out there and play the eddie parts and and make that the show um unless it was mm -hmm. going to be like a foo fighters thing which they're doing with tower hawkins this coming fall yeah then you can do something where it's uh you know you get dozens of people that are are going to just show up for a tribute show yeah but if, if if for Van Halen, if they didn't, if they did need three top tier guitar players, here's a photo of, of three players I think could could you know pull it off. That that'd be a good one. Uh, <laughs> I I hope you will remember us, little people, when we're looking for tickets. And uh... <laughs> I mean, he already knows the bass player. You know, I mean, great. there you go. You know? Oh man. Um, I've got a great picture with new because I'm based in Boston now. I'm not from here originally. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, the Boston Music Awards every year. And I went there. This was when Nunu had just started playing for Satellite Party, which is Perry Farrell's band um, after hmm. Jane's Addiction. And there was an after party at, uh, at the Hard Rock up here in, in Boston. And Noon and I got to talk for a little bit and I've got, a, I've got a great picture with him and he's in like mid laugh. It was after he had left satellite party. So I brought up, uh, when's the next satellite party tour and he just started laughing as the person snapped the picture. So it's, it's a great shot of he and I. That's, that's awesome. You'll, you'll have to, is it on Facebook? Do you have it on Facebook? I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do. Facebook? Have it on Facebook. I'll, have, yeah. I'll have to look it up. But speaking of laughing, did you see the, uh, I think it was on TikTok, actually, Johnny Bean TV on TikTok. Um, you got to get on there, man, because there was a, a, I think it was a TikTok, a video where, who was it? It was two, it was two comedians. It's like they, they did that, like when somebody goes to take a picture, they automatically start laughing to make it look like they're having a good time. Right. So I guess that's a, that's a thing. That's a thing oh, now wow. to where like, like if we were together and we were walking around, if someone's like, hey, let's take a picture, we would start laughing all of a sudden to make it. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, but we'd be we'd have we'd be having a good time anyway. Yeah, I mean cool. we're we're having a good time right now. Right. Yeah. Sure. I'm surprised we're not laughing right <laughs> and now. And I laugh all the time. <laughs> That's funny. Though. Yeah. Just making people laugh as they before they yeah. That's good. You know, instead of saying cheese, people could just say just laugh now. Just laugh. I'm gonna take yeah. a picture. Just laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
let's see. Yeah, I I don't know if I told you this, but every time I do these shows, I don't know why it's it's always with people from the East Coast. So I always feel really bad. The later it gets, I feel I start to feel horrible because it's it's you know it's it's still early here. Um, but yeah, we're almost at the two hour two hour mark. So oh yeah, I mean look, it's it, hey, it's a Friday night. You know, I, the last one we did, I that one went really, really long. We, we talked about that beforehand. Um, yeah. Uh, who was all with that? I'm trying to think who, who it was that was uh, also on the chat with us. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember. But we, we ended up going know. a good, like, two and a half, three hours. Yeah. Oh, these shows, I mean, generally, they would go two hours, three hours, sometimes four hours. I'm trying to keep them now down to, like, a respectable, you know, 22 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we'll out uh, the tonight. but, uh, you know, no, it's, it's, uh, no, but no, it's been a great show. Mickey Settlemeyer is here. One of my good, good, uh, far, far, my friends from the, we, we call ourselves the 5150 crew. We, we play, we play uh-huh. Grand Theft Auto on Twitch live every night. Yeah. And Mickey is there. Our friend Zach is there. Cemetery, who you saw in the chat earlier, he's in there. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and we, uh, we play. Um, but, uh, let's see. Yeah. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think we'll, we'll do the, the two hour. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, it's been great. Uh, so, so again, wait a minute. Molly's here now. Molly. <laughs> do you know Molly? This dude, this guy, Molly, man, he, yeah. he has the stories. He actually got to hang out with Van Halen on the three tour when they went to Japan. Wow. They actually gave him passes. Valerie Bertinelli invited him to the shows. So no, he got cool. to hang out with the band for like several days in a row. He got to play Eddie's guitar. He got to play Whoa. the Jack Daniels bass, like all this awesome stuff. Jeez. Jealous. Jealous. Very jealous. <laughs> um, but uh, so the book right there. How do you say you, I always say your eruption, but that's wrong, right? It's eruption. I'm the worst person to talk to when it comes to pronouncing things because I'm originally from Philadelphia. I've got, <laughs> I say the worst words with the worst accent <laughs> and I hear crap for it all the time. So <laughs> if you say it's the way to pronounce something, I'll agree with you. <laughs> I think it's eruption. Eruption. I, I, I asked, uh, I asked Google earlier. Because I do, I do promos for all this stuff, and I I had to read it, and I think uh, where is it? E R U. Here we go. So according to Google, eruption, 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 eruption. Right? See, There's I an say, eruption. I say the E more with a a, a longer like an eruption, E. Eruption. 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 Hmm. I don't know. I say your eruption, but I guess that's wrong. Eruption. Or Europe. My eruption? Europe. Like it's Europe. It's not Europe. Europe. I tend to say Like elephant? Like elephant. El eruption. El (laughs) wait a minute. (laughs) Like, there's no L in eruption. Eruption. <laughs> I love that backstage footage of Eddie making the uh, the guitar sound like an elephant, though. 
That's how I learned that back in the day, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and, and as we were saying, yeah. I, I'd love to see more of that backstage stuff. No, L. I think, <laughs> I think we will. No L in, in your, your eruption, your Earl eruption. See, this is what happens when it gets over two hours. It gets, yeah. it gets crazy. It's wild. Um, so but the yes, era, I'm, it's the L eruption and the aftershock. L <laughs> eruption. Uh, the 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 Europe, your yeah yeah your Europe 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 eruption eruption. That has to be it. Molly, we're trying to get out of here, man. Next time, man. Next time. I I have I got I I got some crap I got to do. Um, the eruption and the aftershock now on. Uh, well, technically on air. I mean, on uh, uh, audio. Yeah. Audio. Yeah. So technically, you can listen to it now. You can drive your car. You don't have to drive your car like this anymore. Nope. That's, it's very dangerous. <laughs> I've, I've heard of people getting into horrible accidents doing that. Oh. Um, yeah. And if, if you go to, if you click below in the description, uh, you go to my site. There is a, uh, a sample of it that you can hear. Um, it's just a SoundCloud link. And uh, yeah, maybe awesome. check some of it out. Awesome. Awesome. And it's available. Uh, Amazon. Audible. It's an Audible book. Amazon. Google Play, Barnes & Noble. Um, anywhere you get your audiobooks, you can get Van Halen, the Eruption, and the Aftershock. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Michael Christopher. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank I love being here. Thank you so much, man. Come back. I, yeah. Come back. Sooner than we, later. Let's not make it ten months this time. I would love to come no. back there. When when you write when you write out the the, the the play when you make the movie. Yes. Yeah. When I put out it, the hundred and eighty gram vinyl set of the audiobook. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. Thank you, everybody, for, for, for your continued support for these shows and this channel. You guys, you guys are the best. And let's see, channel members. Thank you so much to all the channel members here on Johnny Bean TV. You guys are, are just amazing. You deserve some applause. And uh, we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow night, Saturday Night Live. I'm not sure who's going to be here or what it's going to be, but it'll be it'll be fun. So tune in. And let's see. I got, I got to make sure I do this right because now I've got this video I play at the end. Okay, there we go. All right. Well, thank you again, Michael. And uh, you guys, get the audiobook. Get it. Get the book. Read it, listen to it, memorize it, love it, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you, guys. John Bean TV. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Michael Anthony right here, and you are watching exclusively Van Halen on the Johnny Bean TV. Keep it there. Woo!